We've been talking about roads and highways the past many weeks, and uh, I didn't even want to preach today. And Jenny was like, well, how about you just do like a fireside chat front, like Isaiah does? So consider this my version of a fireside chat. So this is more like a sermonette. I just want to remind you of what we've talked about and uh, pass along an idea today that might be helpful uh, as it comes to roads. We've been talking about roads and highways, metaphorically, of course, but we said at the very beginning that direction, not intention, determines destination. Remember that? It's the road you're on, baby, that determines where you end up. It doesn't matter where you want to go. It's the road you're on that's going to determine where you end up. Uh, we talked about how the fact that you and I, we, we have this weird tendency where we don't connect the dots between the choices we make today and the outcomes of tomorrow. There's this disconnect that plays out in our lives. We talked about the fact that when we let our hearts lead and when we let our hearts determine where to take us, we end up becoming used, uh, used car salesmen. We lie to ourselves. And, and is it really wise to let your heart determine where you go? No. The Bible tells us you shouldn't let your heart lead. Um, we talked about the fact that prudent people, prudent people will do drastic things. Prudent people, wise people will do stuff that makes their friends and relatives go, what, are you crazy? You're going to sell your house? You're going to what? Because prudent people don't just see now. Prudent people see the outcome later. Remember, we, teenagers, we explained your parents for you. Remember that? Because when mom, when you call and you want to stay late, mom and dad are, Whoa! and they go nuclear. It's not because of that moment and staying late. It's where they see the outcome. You know, they, they see the, the, the later part. So... Uh, we talked about the fact that uh, if you're going to get on a road to take you where you want to go, you really ought to ask directions from someone who's already there. Remember we talked about the fact that we tend to process life with people who are our age, but really a smart thing to do is talk to somebody who's a little further down the road in life. If you want to retire at 60 with plenty of money, sit down with somebody who retired at 60 with plenty of money. They've got a map. They, they know how to get somewhere. Um, and so, uh, yet, yet last week, we, I, I mentioned one last thing as it relates to roads and highways, and that was simply this. If you want divine direction, if you want God to chime in and kind of shine that big, oh, take this road kind of a thing, it's really smart to open your hands and heart and submit. And submission is really a gateway to getting on the right road. Okay, so th that's where we've been. And like I said, I just wanted to have a, l a little chat. And, and today I wanted to have a little chat about attention and focus. I know, for those of us that are ADD, and I'm not, but I know that's going to be like, what, huh, what? <laughs> okay, forget hammy, okay, for a moment. And um, attention and focus. See, if direction determines destination you should probably be aware of the fact that direction is linked with attention and focus. They're linked. In fact, where you and I steer affects our direction, and, and where we look, our attention affects where we steer. You, you probably learned that in driver's education. It, you know, look where you want to go, not where you've been, because, you know, you'll end up turning the, the... We have this tendency to steer where we're looking, and that's what I want to talk to you today about briefly. Um, our language, by the way, betrays everything that there is to betray about attention. I mean, think about it. Think about the ways we talk about attention in our culture. There are things in life that 
totally grab your attention. Guys, let's say that we're in Best Buy and you're walking down one of the aisles and all of a sudden, whoa, my goodness, did you see the size of that? I mean, it's incredible. Honey, we need one of these. You know, and you're on one knee, really, in front of <laughs> Okay? There are things in life that grab your attention. Also, guys, hopefully this hasn't happened to you recently, but you're walking down the street minding your own business, and some little thing in a dress walks by, and your head turns, and then you feel the elbow of your wife in your belly. Because, you know, something grabbed, actually someone grabbed your attention. Uh, it, it, aren't those amazing words? Really, did the TV jump out of the shelf and, you know... Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, me, look at me. I mean, did, no, that's silly. But those are the words we used. It just captured my attention. I mean, that's how life works with some of the things about attention. Uh, some of you are driving the thing that you're driving because it grabbed your attention. Some of you are living with someone <laughs> because at one point or another, they grabbed your attention. I know what that's like. I... Uh, I had, I had committed myself to the path of singleness. I had tried dating in college, and I had like one bad experience, and then two bad experiences, and then three bad experiences, and it just kept getting worse. And by sophomore year, I was like, you know, God, single, I'm, I'm good with that. I, you know, single, great, awesome. Jesus was single, I'll be single too, this is great. Uh, and I had kind of talked myself into it. In fact, uh, the college that I attended had this club, Bachelor to the Rapture, Celibates in Action, BTR CIA. Our theme song was, Honey, I Have a Higher Calling. And then, <laughs> Seth, you're feeling it right now, right? <laughs> yes, Lord. Okay. So, at the end of sophomore year, at the end of sophomore year, there was this girl named Jenny. And it's just like it was grabbed my attention. And you know, the weird thing is, I didn't have to go to my dorm room at the end of the day. Max, focus. Think about Jenny. Think, 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 Jenny. It just, you know, boom, I was gone, right? You know, was, she grabbed my attention. Now that I'm a little older, I found that this whole attention thing is weird the way it plays out. Okay, so there's things that grab our attention. And I'm convinced that most of the things that grab my attention are things I probably should avoid. And then there's the things that, quote, deserve my attention and then oftentimes suffer from a lack of attention or inattention, right? You know, like marriage land or parenting. It's so easy. You know, you, you're driving along somewhere around 13, 14, you know, cruise. Because, <laughs> you know, they can dress themselves, get themselves where they need to go until they, you know, I need a ride, I need $20. Okay, but and then it changes. But it's so easy to go on cruise control. And, and if I were to say to you, you know what, we should all pay attention to our marriages. We would all go, well, yeah, that's right, that's true. And the funny thing is, oftentimes we, it just ends up where we don't doable it. We don't, we don't end up doing it. And so there are things in life that require you and me to pay attention. Do you ever remember a coach or a teacher or your mom? Pay attention. Pay attention. The teacher with the big stick. Some of us are, you know, they don't give big sticks anymore, do they? It's a shame, okay? Wham! You know, or they would throw, I remember Mr. Sills would throw racers. If you weren't, if you weren't paying attention in class, whoosh, boom, 
you'd probably get on CNN now for doing that. <laughs> Back then, everybody threw erasers. You know, all the teachers threw erasers at kids. It's just how you know, boom, whoa. <laughs> Pay attention, you know. And so I meet a lot of older people who wished they had paid attention to their marriage or their health or their parenting or whatnot. And so that's this that weird thing. The word and the phrase pay attention kind of implies some cost, some intentionality, some sacrifice, really. Pay attention. In fact, there's just a couple of places in Scripture that we're going to look today, right? The first is found in Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12. And I actually have it so you don't have to flip in your Bible. Ding! All right, Moses is giving this speech to the crowd of Israel, and they're about to go into the promised land, only Moses isn't going to get to go with them. So these words are important because in his mind, this is, you know, goodbye, so long, farewell, I'm not going to get to go with you. And so he wants them to know some really important stuff. And what does he say here? If you pay attention to these regulations and obey them faithfully, the Lord your God will keep his covenant of unfailing love with you as he solemnly promised your ancestors, if you pay attention. Similar thing in Psalms. In Psalm 119, the famous psalm that goes on and on forever. If you're doing the Bible reading calendar, they break it up into like, I don't know, 17 different days. Um, Okay, so Psalm 119 and, and this is verse 35 and verse 37. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Isn't that an interesting phrase? Turn my eyes. In the Old Testament, turning my eyes had to do with shifting my focus turning my attention to something else. And apparently David, or the writer of this psalm, feels like I could have my attention focused on things that are a complete waste of my time. Go to the next verse, or maybe that's the only thing I have up there. Um, uh, he, he has this feeling, he has this feeling that he could literally spend time focused on something that is actually a waste of time. So this is stuff you already knew when you came in, Right? But I I wanted to take a moment and remind you and me as we wrapped up this series about roads and highways in life and getting where you want to be in life, getting where God wants you to be in life, that in in your life, in your set of circumstances, in my life, there's a good chance that we're going to have to pay attention to some things that don't grab our attention. And it, and it might take a little work and a little effort, but the payoff is huge because, again, don't you have a picture of where you want to be later in life? I mean, you do. When you think of five years from now or ten years from now, the kids are grown and gone or you're done with your career or whatever it is, or maybe you're, there are kids in the future and now there aren't, you know, oh, feed me, feed me. They're great. Um, you have these pictures in your mind and you want to get somewhere. And so uh, today all I want to suggest is that it might take some intentionality, some purpose, and I have some questions that I want to pose and, and uh, that you can kind of think on and chew on while we're singing. And here's, here's one question. What has captured your attention? In your life, what's captured your attention? And what has your attention now? Or who has your attention now? Has anything captured your attention that has no business in your life right now? 
Or is there anyone or anything you are giving attention to that if it were to become public would become an embarrassment? What or who has your attention? There's a number of people taking an eight-week marriage class right now, and one of their homework assignments is they have to spend 15 hours as a couple together in the course of a week. And we were joking in leader, leader worship before church. We're like, 15 hours, you know, how are, how are you going to accomplish that? And, you know, we talked about freebasing your marriage, doing all 15 hours in one day, and then you're good for the whole week. <laughs> That's now... The re- and you know what the reason, that part of the reason the homework assignment is you have to log, and they have to fill out a log. I, yes, we logged this time. We logged our 15 hours. Isn't that the weirdest assignment? It's, it's just causing a husband and a wife to pay attention. That's all it is. It sounds like a weird assignment, but it's really not. So what has captured your attention lately? Um, and then to flip it around... In the past six months, has anyone approached you or confronted you in your life about a relationship or a lifestyle issue? Uh, Or does your spouse keep bringing up the same stuff over and over? Uh, And the reason I ask that is this. Um, If you're a teenager or if you've heard this phrase, I think you're spending too much time blank and you think it's no big deal and what they're saying and their confrontation is no big deal, if you find that you're really frustrated or emotional about it, all I want to ask is, what's the emotion all about? If it's really no big deal, then why, it, you know, when, you're, when your spouse or your parent or whatever it is brings up that question, why is it you want to go, what's, what's up with all the emotion? So those are some questions. And again, here's, why would I talk about this? Um, we did highways this spring because... Uh, God actually loves you enough that he wants you to experience his best. And I want you to experience his best. I want to experience his best. And the funny thing about life is you run into so many people who have a sob story, and it's a sob story of their marriage or their career or whatever it was, and it's because they got on a road that took them somewhere they didn't want to go. And I want you to make sure that you're on a road that's taking you where you want to be later on or where God wants you to be. And today, I just want to plant the idea that it may require, in fact, it will require a little bit of intentionality. But you know what? The payoff is huge. I mean, it is. Think about it. If if you've got a goal that you want to retire well vested at 60, I mean, think about what that's going to be like. And you're going to have all your friends, man, I wish I could be that lucky. And you'll think, well, if you've just gotten on a different road, Okay, so uh, you can do this. Um, I want to pray for you, and I'm going to ask our musicians to come up. Hey, God, it's us at Generations. Um, and this whole thing about attention, it's, it's not any measure of irony, probably, or accident that there are so many places in the Bible that say pay attention. And of all the relationships in our lives, it's funny, the relationship with the invisible God of the universe who matters the most is sometimes the hardest to pay attention to.